Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I hope that you are doing well. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am delighted to have you here with me today. I am super pumped and excited for this week because guess what? The Marriage Upgrade Fall 2023 is about to kick off with the in-person retreat that is happening in northern New Jersey, the New York City area. And then the following week, we have our virtual option, our virtual retreat. So if you are hearing this and you're like, man, I really wanted to do the marriage upgrade, I have great news for you. You can still get in. At the time of this recording and at the time of its airing, there's still time for you to get yourself inside this program, inside the retreat, and completely upgrade, improve, make better your marriage, specifically in the area of communication. I've been doing a lot of thinking now that the program has been operating for over a year. And the result that all clients get is a significant and tangible improvement in their communication. And so this looks like less arguments. This looks like recovering more quickly when you have an argument. It looks like being more grounded and respectful and less reactive in your disagreements. It looks like actually being able to get on the same page more quickly. It looks like so many things. I could literally do an entire podcast episode. And in fact, I have with some of the clients that have been a part of the program. You can just scroll back and see and listen to any of those episodes. But honestly, like straight from my heart, it's incredible. There are no words to actually accurately describe what this retreat experience is like, other than to just say, you have to do it. Like, you have to do it. If there's any part of you that is listening to my voice right now that knows that you need some help for your marriage and you're ready to get that help because you're ready for things to be different, like for real different, not just those little bumps and boosts that we get from time to time, but real 
genuine, sustained, positive change, this is the program that is going to help you do that. I literally cannot think of a better program than what I have co-created with God because that's honestly what it feels like. I was actually coaching some clients and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like I feel the Holy Spirit right now helping me help you have this insight, right? Because part of one of the great things in being in the program is you get private coaching calls with me in addition to all of the wonderful group work that we do. And so this was a couple that... I've worked closely with now for over a year and they share my faith. And so I knew that they would appreciate that perspective. And we just like both agreed and had like this mutual love and appreciation for what comes through me in helping my clients improve so many aspects of themselves and their marriage. So if you want that, I am here, open arms, inviting you in to get it because you will not be disappointed in this program. You'll not be disappointed in the experience. I have a hundred percent satisfaction rate. Many of the couples that join the program re-up and stay in because it is so impactful, because it is making such a difference, because they know these are the tools, this is the process that they just want to remain plugged into. So how you can get inside quickly (laughs) is go to my website, drshavon.com. You're going to click on the marriage upgrade and there's a button there that just says learn more. It's going to take you to my schedule. So you can book a call and we can talk directly or you can also just email me immediately and say, hey, that spot that's still left, it's mine and I want it. Um, And you can find my email on the website for sure, but I will link to it in the show notes as well so that you can get on in and get the changes, the improvements, the progress that you have been wanting in your marriage. All right, so now that I have appropriately let you know (laughs) what's available for you right now inside the Marriage Upgrade, I want to appropriately let you know what's really going on inside any argument and any disagreement that you and your spouse may have. So a few weeks ago, I did a free masterclass called How to Talk Without Arguing. And in that masterclass, I basically covered what's really going on when you're arguing, like the four elements, the four parts of yourself that is coming up and creating a contentious or a conflict-ridden exchange with each other. And one of those points had to do with emotions. And it had to do with how we understand, how we navigate, how we handle our own emotions. And one of the things that 
I know as a coach, because I see it in my clients so often, is that what you're arguing about in the moment, like the topic of the conversation is never what is really the problem. It's never the thing that you're actually upset about. And every disagreement, every argument, every conflict that you have has deeper roots. And I think if you can just get this, you will save yourself at least 70% time spent in an argument. What I mean by that is like if your arguments last 30 minutes, knowing that the debating and the back and forth and the fact like volleyball game that goes on would just be unnecessary, right? So out of that 30 minutes, you could shave it down whatever seven, like whatever 30% 30 is. Math is not my strong suit, everyone. Okay. But you get the point. I should have done 100 minutes. If you argue for 100 minutes, you can get that down to even that math doesn't feel right in my brain, but I guess it would be 30 minutes, which quite frankly still feels like too long of an argument. That would be a third of it. So it's got to be like 10. All right, I'm just going to stop there because I'm embarrassing myself with my lack of math time skills. You get my point, which is that you can dramatically reduce how long an argument lasts when you recognize that it's never about the thing. It's not about your partner coming home late and not telling you that they were going to be late. It's not about who didn't clean up the kitchen. It's not about who watched the movie without you, right? It's never, 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 never really, truly, genuinely about those things. And so in this episode today, I want to help you understand what it really is. And I've come up with a series of six questions that really better reflect what you're yearning for, what you're trying to get answered when you are experiencing conflict with each other. So what I mean by that is we all have underlying needs and we all have unmet needs, right? And so when you're arguing about, did my partner let me know they were going to be coming home late and not at the time we agreed to, Yes, there is a part that is within a normal range agitated by that lack of follow through, right? If someone says they're going to do something and be somewhere at a certain time and they're not there, that is a frustrating situation. I don't think anyone would argue with that. There's a healthy agitation, a healthy level of annoyance of like, hey, can you just be more considerate or more planful, right? Like, but that would be the end of the conversation. What I'm talking about is like when your partner doesn't let you know that they're going to be late and it turns into like a real problem for you. Like 
when they walk in the door, you're ready, like you're ready to fire off at them at how inconsiderate they are, what a big of a deal this is and how problematic this issue as well as like seven other issues are, right? So it's like the level and the intensity of your emotion doesn't exactly match and isn't exactly proportional to the misstep or the falling down that your partner has done. So you want to know that it's not really about this, right? It's just not really about this. And you want to ask yourself, what is the question? What is the underlying need that I'm actually trying to get met by having this argument, conversation, disagreement, conflict, whatever it looks like for you in the moment? So here are the six questions that you're really asking. These are the things that represent what's really going on for you underneath the surface. The first question that so many of us are always trying to get answered when we are in conflict is, do you care about me? Do you care about me? Right? Like, most of the couples that I deal with don't doubt that they love each other, right? I think like for many of us, love is just like a given. It's like, I'm committed to you. I love you. But there is a question around like, do you really care though? And how I know this is true is because a lot of times when something doesn't happen, the default thought that many of my clients present to me is they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about prioritizing time with our family. They don't care about me and what I want, right? So whenever your knee-jerk reaction to something your partner does is they don't care, then know that the primary question that you are always trying to get answered is, do you care about me? And so when you can cut through the chase of the thing and the topic and the hot button issue of the day and really sit with like, oh, this isn't about the dishes. This isn't about like there not being gas in the car. This is really, do you care about me? Right? It's a whole different level of conversation. And I would suggest like in vulnerability, you would just be able to say like, hey, when this happens, it feels to me, or I think that you don't care about me, right? That's very different than like all the accusations and all the blame that typically happens when it feels like your partner doesn't care. So that's question number one. Question number two is, does what I want matter? It's still in the neighborhood of, do you care about me? But it's slightly different. And I thought about this question specifically because a lot of my clients are in like this competition match for time or their priorities aren't aligned. And so they're in competition for like, who gets to do what they really want to do here, right? So this question of like, does what I want matter, is such an important one to just recognize that that's what is really going on for you. Like you're feeling like what you want doesn't matter. And if this is the case for you, 
there's a couple of places I want you to look. First is, does what you want matter to you? I've been having so many conversations with clients about their own experience self-abandoning, meaning that they put their wants and needs on the back burner for the sake of others. And so if you're really struggling with this, the first place you want to look in answering the question of does what I want matter is does what you want matter to you? Or are you quick to give up what you want and need for the sake of someone else? And then the second part of this and where you want to look in answering this question is with your spouse, right? In your relationship, does it feel like both of your needs are valid? Both of your desires matter? That equally, what you both are desiring is given airspace. That's an important thing to note because in a healthy relationship, what you both want matters, right? There's no like, I get my way and you, who cares about you? That's not how it works, right? It's like, how can we create a win-win for both of us? How can you get what you need and how can I get what I need? And the more you start asking that question versus operating from the assumption that what you want doesn't matter, the smoother your conversations will go, I guarantee. So that's question number two. Question number three is, can I trust you? And these questions aren't in any particular order, but I will say that trust is a foundational principle of any relationship. And so if you're asking this question, can I trust you? This is really the baseline question of everything else. Because if you don't feel like you can trust your partner in terms of their honesty, in terms of their transparency, in terms of their um, like vulnerability with you, then everything else is going to feel really fragile. And so sometimes the questions you may ask in a discussion come from this uncertainty and lack of safety of like, I don't know if I can really trust you. And that looks like a lot of different things. Sometimes that looks like, I don't know if I can trust you with what I really think here. I don't know that I can trust you with my true feelings. And when you don't feel like you have a partner that is open-minded and willing to listen to you, you begin to hide or mask parts of yourself. And so trust is so important. And it's a very broad topic. Again, most of my clients are dealing with trust just from a place of like, are you safe for me and my emotions? Like, is it okay for me to be myself with you? Or do I have to contort myself and put myself in a box and just show up a certain type of way in order to gain your love and attention? Question number four is, can I depend on you? And this has to do so much with just like follow through, right? So if you find yourself arguing a lot about things that were committed to being done that aren't actually getting done, then this is the underlying question that you're really wanting answers to. Can I depend on you? When you say you're going to do something, can I trust 
that it's going to happen? Can I relax? Can I let go and stop needing to be so controlling? Because I do believe that I can depend on you. So if this is an area where you're having a lot of conflict, you want to ask yourself, like, have I shown myself to be a dependable person, right? If my partner is picking at or like making plans A, B, C, and D because they're not quite sure that I'm going to follow through, like, I want to take a look at that and what might be getting in the way of the follow through, right? Whether that's my follow through or their follow through, you want to be curious about it because, you know, I'm of the mindset that if people aren't following through, it's either because they committed to doing something that they really didn't want to do, kind of just to please you, or they've committed to doing something that they don't actually know how to do, right? Or they've committed to doing something that they don't really feel like they should do. So take a look there and see, like, if you're really struggling with this question of, like, can I depend on you? Where is that coming from, right? And you, there's there's so many layers to all of this stuff. So I'm not going to go all the way deep. But for now, just ask yourself, like, is this what I'm really needing? And is this the gap in our relationship right now that I don't feel like I can use to depend on my partner? And so we're in this conflict all the time because I'm trying to grasp at being able to depend on them. But we keep bumping up against situations where it looks like depending on them isn't really the safest or the best choice for me. Question number five is, do you respect me? And I thought about this question just from, um, there's a really good book called Love and Respect by Dr. Eggert. I want to say I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Please forgive me if I haven't. Um, But it's a really good book that talks about what love looks like to the different genders and not to gender stereotype, of course, but, you know, one of the premises in the book is that for a male, love looks like respect, like feeling really respected. And I remember reading this book and just being like, what does that even mean? What does respect even look like to my husband? Because I felt like I was respecting him, but he was like, yep, this is exactly right, right? And I was like, well, where am I missing the the links here? Like, where's the gap in terms of like you feeling confident that I respect you? And it's something that we've continued to discuss and has evolved over time. And I think like for any couple where you both are sort of strong-willed or both have your own ideas about how things get to be done or how things should be done, then this whole issue of respect is likely coming up where it's really like you're just having a power struggle. And I know that when my husband and I talked about this at first, it was sort of like he really needed to know that his opinion or advice about things mattered to me. Because there have been plenty of times where I ask him, like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And if I didn't agree with it, I just wouldn't act on it. <laughs> right? Like, not in a rude and completely blatantly disrespectful way, but he interpreted my actions sometimes as like, hey, you don't respect my thoughts. You don't expect respect my expertise on this. You don't respect what I know here. So 
again, this is really common for couples, most of the couples that I deal with, right? High achieving couples where, you know, you know some things yourself. And so you get into these power struggles and this question of do you respect me is really underneath it all. And then the sixth question is, am I enough? Am I enough? And I find that this as a question comes up a lot when people are feeling very defensive. So if you feel like whenever you bring something to your partner, they're immediately defensive or you find yourself being very defensive, know that this question of am I enough is actually what's underneath it. And what I mean by that is when whenever someone is exhibiting defensive actions, right? Defending their position, over explaining themselves. It's coming from a desire to protect their identity, to protect the way that you see them and how you perceive them. And so defensiveness comes because we don't want to feel inadequate. We don't want to feel shame. And so instead of feeling like I'm not enough, we like over-explain things. We, you know, give a rationale and a justification instead of allowing ourselves to feel like we're not enough. So if this is something that is happening a lot in your marriage, just know that, again, it's not about explaining away the thing that your partner may be bringing to you, but it really is about you having this underlying question of, am I enough? And again, in answering it, the first place you want to look is like, do you feel like enough for you? Like, are you happy with yourself? Are you proud of who you are? Do you treat yourself with love and grace and compassion when you don't show up perfectly as none of us do? Because if you're good with yourself and you can see both your strengths and your limitations, but still choose to be your own best friend and your own biggest cheerleader, then you won't feel as threatened whenever your partner brings up some constructive feedback. So this is a big one, right? This is a big one for a lot of people. Am I enough? All right, so let me summarize these questions again. Number one is, do you care about me? Number two is, does I want matter? Number three is, can I trust you? Number four is, can I depend on you? Number five is, do you respect me? And number six is, am I enough? So I want to encourage you to just sit with these questions and really like reflect on some of your recent disagreements or arguments and find what was really going on for you. Like what was the thing that you needed? Another one that is sort of related to these that often comes up for me is like, can I trust that you'll be here for me when I need you? That's such a good one too, right? It's kind of like an amalgamation of these other ones. But I know for myself that especially when I'm feeling really tender and sensitive, that's the question that I'm really wanting to get assurance around. Can I trust that you'll be there for me when I need you? All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I trust that this has been 
eye-opening and helpful for you. It really is so important that as you experience conflict and as you work to improve your communication, that you get really, really clear about what's really going on. Nothing is more frustrating than to put forth so much effort in the wrong direction, in the wrong thing. And so as a coach, one of the things I pride myself on so much is really helping my clients sift through the weeds, dig deep, and find the core issue that's really keeping them stuck so that they can make long-lasting progress. If this is sounding helpful, if this is sounding like exactly the next step for you in moving your marriage forward, then I would be delighted to speak with you in a complimentary consultation where we will talk about my marriage coaching programs, what I offer, what you're looking for, what you're wanting to work on, and we can determine together if we are a great fit to work together. So how you will do that is you'll go to my website, drshavon.com, and you'll click the work with me tab. You'll see the variety of ways you can work with me. I offer private coaching for couples, private coaching for individuals, and then my program, The Marriage Upgrade. I would love to talk with you. I would love to hear more about what you're wanting to create in your marriage and how my approach can support you in doing that. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you've loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.